It's all about quality and quantity on Bruise Day Tuesday. Here's Drez and Big Nate. Boom shakalaka. Bruise Day Tuesday indeed. Brought to you by the Cellar Restaurant and Six Pack Store in downtown Blacksburg, which is where these awesome ciders came from. This is the round I've been waiting for. Nate, you're probably with me now that you've seen your yeah. label and what you popped. But first things first. Actually, no. Let's start with yours. All right. So I've got the uh, Sapling Series Grapefruit Hibiscus from Potter's Craft Cidery. And uh, if there's a cidery doing it in Virginia and not mass producing it, they're, they're, they're the one. Uh, cider with natural flavors, Virginia apples, grapefruit peel, hibiscus petals, 8.4% ABV. And it's just beautiful presentation. This bottle, they used a clear glass bottle and it's kind of got this like beautiful pink color to it. And oh, very excited to pour this. So you're talking about color. With this one, it was a little bit different because the, the bottle's kind of that greenish, like almost like a wine bottle over here. But man, look at that color. Oh. Uh, if you're watching on the Facebook Live or the YouTube, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous color cider from Hawk Knob. This is an elderberry infused dry hard cider, 12 months bourbon barrel aged. Buddy. Very excited to try this one. And I know I brought it up before. Josh, I think Josh Bennett from Hawk Knob was in the studio back in, I, I, what was it? 2018. 2018, me and Huck had Josh in. So it's been quite a while, but I definitely need to get out there and try. I'm looking forward to trying this one for sure. It's over in uh, Lewisburg, West Virginia. The taste of tradition rooted in Appalachian tradition. Our unique approach to this old mountain favorite infuses our 12-month bourbon barrel aged cider with organic elderberries. Truly complex with hints of fig, chocolate, coffee, and pipe tobacco. Our traditionally crafted ciders are unfiltered and born from a blend of local grown West Virginia apples. I remember vividly that when Josh came in, every single cider that he shared with us was just phenomenal. It was it was none of it had that ridiculous sweetness to it. It was all more dry and all of it had great big ABVs. This one no different, 10%, which you would expect from something that's barrel-aged, yeah. but how many times do you come across cider that's barrel-aged and not near enough. And elderberry at that, so it's got this nice plum color to it. Nice purple Sure, it's not fig color. Fig, perhaps, if you want to go that route. Never actually seen a it's fig. Elder, well, it's elderberry infused. So, oh. what's an elderberry look like? I'm guessing it's, no, it's the great shade. Moonshine. Hmm. Wow. So, one of the things I I noticed first off with this this hawk knob, and you noticed it as well, is the cap. So, this cap it comes it stands out not only because it you know it's got a cool look hawk knob there's a hawk and it says appalachian hard cider but i don't know if i've ever come across a cap where it's raised yeah it's like embossed it's not Beautiful. just a, it's not just a logo you know just slapped on painted or whatever it's not printed you can actually it's you can feel the hawk on it like it's it's and then and the name hawk knob so I was taken aback by that because not only is it a cool cap, but also on my state's map, I struggled and could not find a West Virginia bottle cap. So what wow. I ended up doing was making one with the, uh, uh, what's the brewery? 
it's the brewery that has it's right near the gorge and the bridge so it's like i could look it up but either way the logo was cool because it has the bridge on it and everything so i I ended up kind of cutting off the label gluing that onto a cap and doing that but man this might bump it i think it has to unfortunately this one won't qualify because i'm drinking it here and i'm not in west virginia so i'll have to make a trip to hawk knob as i was saying we should do i can't remember who i was recently talking to about it but I think they went and stayed in their RV, and I'm sure I could call, yeah. and they'd be cool with it, and and we can maybe do a little. Might need to make a little trip out there, and then that way I can finally get my proper West Virginia bottle cap and try some more delicious stuff from Hawk Knob, which I, is the mountain, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Hawk Knob Mountain, yeah. or that's the yeah, that, that's, that's the mountain. Based that, off of. that that bottle cap though is such a nice touch that to me that would almost guarantee there's no way what's in the bottle could be bad because. When you think about it, a lot of times, the disposable nature of bottle caps, like, look at this. I tore this one to hell. This was off of the uh, Potter's Craft Cidery. And the fact that you put that much, like, dedication and love and and, and consideration into that is a sign of of a superior product, I believe. I agree. Again, I've not tasted it yet, so I don't know, but I'm confident. So it does say on here, unfiltered cider with elderberry added. Expect seasonal variation in some bottle sediment. Contains sulfites, gluten-free. Gluten-free. However, I do not see any nutrition facts on here. You so, I our, don't have theory, either. our theory is bumped. Now, I, I, that goes back to, if you listened to last week, when I first floated that theory, it wasn't really about the gluten-free thing. It was me thinking the ones that were more mass-produced had the nutrition facts. And I think this leads me to believe that that holds water. For whatever reason, if you're doing ciders and you're mass producing, you're probably throwing on the nutrition facts. And I I wonder, because I mean, that's West Virginia, this is Virginia. I wonder if state might be a factor too. If if you're distributing to, you know, a certain state, you've got to have your nutrition facts on there. So they just put it on all the labels. I mean, I kind of thought about that, but at the same time, you know, it's all FDA, right? Yeah. So wouldn't it be probably across the board under yeah sure. under that huge umbrella of the nation's regulations perhaps I don't know you know we we probably could get an answer but it's way more fun to speculate it's more fun like so when it comes to Bruce Day Tuesday we like to go back to the old times and imagine we're just sitting at a bar spitballing and making crap up and we don't like to imagine that there's all the knowledge of the world right at our fingertips at any given moment. Speaking of- we can figure out the answer. Speaking of, how's uh, how's your quest for a Guinness World Record? The quest, it's funny you bring that up on this show because now I've, uh, I've, I've thought and pondered a couple things and what I have determined is I am already a Guinness World Record holder. Now, it's not official by Guinness. It's an unofficial. But if, and I I could be completely wrong, but I did some research and I couldn't find any other examples. I do believe, and I don't believe they'll be able to prove it and it won't be certified, but I believe I hold the Guinness World Record for most unique beers drank on the radio. I doubt there's anybody else from any other show that is drinking more unique beers than yours truly. 
we're going to have to get our research department on uh, compiling all of the Brews Day Tuesdays. You try and do it. We can do a count. We've been doing this show for, I mean, it's almost a full eight years. Yeah. And so once a week, we drink four different beers, some weeks even more. Now, granted, some weeks we weren't drinking beers, we were drinking liquor, whatever. So I feel like that kind of offsets. But we could do a count, rough estimate, four a week, four times 52 times eight. I'd say, I'd say I'm probably holding that world record. I, I think so. I, I think all we've got to do is figure out how we can document and verify that and submit that. Yeah, I don't know if, well, I mean, we have, I have part. air dates. I have air dates and... Recently, we even have video evidence. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, I, I don't think, I don't know if Guinness would, I don't know, maybe Guinness would, maybe that would be a- adequate enough evidence. I mean, we got the social postings of when we did them. If we, if people were to go back that far, no doubt, we've been posting on social media each week. So perhaps, I don't know if that would qualify, but I'd seriously doubt anybody else has drank this vast, uh, an abundance of variety of beers and alcohol drinks on the radio. And I think that could be wrong. But. And, that, and that's in the true spirit of the uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Cause yeah, I guarantee Guinness we've had some, booze. we definitely had some Guinness on this show. So that was kind of my thinking. Now, that being said, maybe next year's resolution will be to try and get an official record in the books, which would be really cool. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to see if this could somehow make it official that would be an awesome rec- world yeah. record to have but i don't know if i don't know if it would qualify because it does seem like they're very particular they, they have a lot it. of rules and uh i know like from, from what i understand there is a certain pay-to-play aspect of it as well yeah um like they can their verification process takes some time but you can pay them to speed it up mm-hmm. um to get someone there to verify it, you can either have witnesses and then you have to pay for that or they'll send a witness. It's very uh, – um, there's a lot of gatekeeping involved, it seems. That being said, now that I'm thinking about it, I was thinking just Brews Day Tuesday. If you add in all the tailgate show beers that I've had as oh well, my, yeah, you can add quite a – you can probably add a couple more hundred on there. That would be a little more That'll be harder to, to track. Yeah, yeah. We won't, we won't go down that road, but yeah. I mean, untapped. Untapped would be another avenue to verify. There's so much documentation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we it'd be worth looking into, I suppose. But that to me, that in my mind justified me trying to set a world record because I, I wasn't having very much success with anything else that I was trying to figure out and do. So that was, I was pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with that one. Even if it's an unofficial world record, that's pretty sweet. I'll take it. I'll allow it. I I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, and I tried to look up to see if there was any other, uh, other radio shows that have done this. I mean, there's tons of podcasts and whatnot, but still we've even outlasted most of them and, and podcasts and that's not, that's not radio. So that's not radio. It's not proper. Anyone can have a podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, so there you go. That's my world record. I like it. It's a damn good one. That's one to be proud of. I, I think that needs to go on your business card. You're not wrong about that. I probably should throw that bad boy on there. <laughs> Unofficial world record holder for most most unique beers Drake on the radio. It just rolls right off the tongue. It does. It's a conversation piece. Yes. Indeedy, indeedy. So how are you? Uh, so 
So tell me, what's what, uh, what cider? That was uh, it's Potter's. The, it's Potter's, and it's the uh, grapefruit hibiscus. Which, where, and where are they out of again? Uh, Free Union, Virginia. Have you ever been to Free Union, Virginia? I'm not very familiar. It's I have no idea where it's at. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no clue. I've I've had their cider before. I've definitely uh, had their cider before. I, I think they make a really good product. Uh, I'm pretty jazzed on this. I think uh, you know, kind of as we as we alluded to, we're both more so fans of the drier cider. Mm-hmm. And I never thought as grapefruit being a adjunct in cider. This is a damn dry cider. And it was it was it grapefruit and hibiscus. Yep, uh, okay. grapefruit peel, hibiscus petals. Hmm. With Virginia apples, and uh, can you get? Do you get the kind of flowery? No, but I don't know. What, I've never eaten a hibiscus, hibiscus flower, so I don't know. Yeah, it could be, but I, I definitely get the grapefruit, and I think, as a fan of grapefruit, I think it greatly forms the uh, the, the flavor here, and it's delightful. Go ahead. It's not as good as the uh, organic cider, though. You like that one most. I did like that one the most, but the ABV. Being 8.4. Helps balance that. The beautiful presentation. It, it, it's good. It's damn good. It's a 4.75. There you go. That's on the untapped scale, by the way, which, as I mentioned, is another way that I can verify that I've drank quite a few different unique beers and ciders over the years. Dreads Drinks is my handle on there if you want a friend. You can also hit up Big Date Danger. He is also on untapped doing the uh, the drinking thing. So, Appalachian hard cider at its finest, Hawk Knobs elderberry infused dry hard cider that's been made aged twelve months in bourbon barrel. Uh, so I want to. It did say that they they do their twelve month bourbon barrel age and then with organic elderberry. So I'm wondering if they do it all together or if they do they have a separate one that's like their barrel-aged cider, and then they do a, a – like they take that, and then they do an elderberry blend with it. Like I don't know if the elderberries are going in the bar- barrel or if it's – they do that, and then they do the elderberries, another separate process with it. I'm not too sure. Either way, it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, you're talking about presentation, the label, the glass, the the, the cap, which I, the more I think about it, this is kind of a wine bottle style. So this is a bigger bottle cap than usual. It might not fit in my in my map, Ooh. which is a little bit of a concern. But we'll worry about that later. Either way, this cider is still phenomenal. And this, and I'm reminded of when Josh did come in. All of their ciders, it was unbelievable that they were the ABV that they were because I know we've done, we've, we've done a bruise day about it, that I'm really good at drinking a beer and being able to guess the high ABV or not. If I, if you were to sip this, you would not even think it is close to 10%. This tastes like it would just be your average cider, like a four or five. I mean, it's amazing that this is 10. And that being said, I'm not really getting the bourbon. That was going to be my next question. So maybe that's why, which Frankly, I mean, I would probably want to really be picking up the bourbon, but it is definitely, you get the elderberries. It's very, very heavy on that, which is why I kind of wonder if maybe that was the more recent process and that's why that one, that flavor is much more uh, potent. potent and and um, forward on the tongue. Still delicious. I mean, 10% ABV. It's beautiful. It's, again, not anywhere close to being too sweet. It's very dry. I mean, it almost tastes like you're drinking wine, really. So, awesome stuff. I'll give this a 475 as well. All right. 
Solid it's a four seven five. It would get a five if I could taste the, the bourbon, bourbon a little bit more. But so I'm gonna withhold the perfect score. It's a four seven five. But Hawk Knob, dude, if you're ever out that way, Lewisburg, West Virginia, you got to give it a shot. All right. Well, that's a wrap on Brews Day. Next week we will officially be in the month of December. Which means our month-long Christmas... No, actually, I don't think I'm going to do the month-long Christmas beer thing. No! We'll do at least a couple shows, but I think we'll do some other stuff in between in the early December days. So we'll see. I got to go to the cellar and see what Christmas beers are popping up already, and we'll figure it out. So that's a wrap on Brews Day. We'll take a quick break. Our own uh, JT will be in next with Just Tunes. Enjoy the rock and roll, and we'll see you. <laughs> 